You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Welcome to Avoiding Real Estate Turbulence Podcast. This is your pilot, John Lafferty, with Century 21 Town & Country. And co-pilot, Tony Abate, with Ross Mortgage. And we are your real estate pilots. Our job is to be a real estate advocate and also make sure you're educated about the buying and selling process. We'll keep you informed throughout until we get you safely closed. In a real estate transaction, there are many reasons why you can encounter turbulence. Since uh, Memorial Day is a few days away, Tony, uh, thought we'd talk about the benefits uh, for a VA loan mm-hmm. to both a buyer and a seller uh, and why sellers should strongly consider VA loans uh, as a first-rate type of loan and not second-tier, which seems to be the prevailing opinion out there for many sellers and listing agents. Right, right. It really is. Yeah. And the timing couldn't be better with Memorial Day coming up. And uh, for the for the veterans that are listening, thank you so much for your service to our country. Um, I second that. It, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it is unfortunate because there is a perception that um, a, a VA loan is a is a transaction of less desirability and that the uh, uh, that the that the likelihood of, of closing uh, without a lot of turbulence is is simply higher, and that is absolutely not true. In fact, there's an interesting statistic, and, and it's not new. Uh, when you look at default rates of the different categories of loans, VA loans, where most of them are at zero down, VA loans default at a lower rate than conventional loans. What do you attribute that to? Uh, well, a couple things. So, uh, number one, you're talking about a a buyer that has uh, you know gone through uh, training of really any level, whether they were enlisted or officer or whatever. You know, they're they're kind of trained to be responsible folks for one thing. Uh, secondly, when they come out of the military. They've got they've they've got a skill they've got a skill that makes them marketable and and makes it a little easier for them to find a job. Uh, they uh, you know they 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 tend to have more reserves left over in their bank account because they can use the zero down advantage that comes with a VA loan, and uh, and 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 you know they're they're not using that VA loan because they can't get other types of financing. They're using that VA loan because it's a benefit that they earned in the service to our country. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Is there seems to be a perception that because they're putting zero down, they don't qualify for a conventional loan, mm-hmm. or they're they're a less than borrower because they're not using conventional. Right, 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 and and that's unfortunate. You know, the whole the whole program was designed to uh, to help veterans uh, uh, get their life restarted when they when they come back after their tour of service. Uh, the zero down is just a component of that, but that's not indicative of any of any financial weakness of any sort. It's a benefit that they earned, and uh, and and in no way, shape, or form should it be looked at as a substandard offer. We got a long way to go uh, in educating the public and and the real estate and lending community uh, that it's a less desirable loan because it absolutely is not. Yeah, that's 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 certainly a big hurdle, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, uh, the the real estate community doesn't do itself any favors because you have a lot of realtors out there that. That believe it's a less than loan, right. and and uh, maybe they had a bad experience at one point, and carry that baggage with them to every listing they go to. Now, certainly there are listings, there are homes, there are condos. Um, well, condos are a different story, but let's just uh, there are homes out there that have 
problems, mm-hmm. have issues that may cause it to not qualify mm-hmm. for a VA loan without repairs and maybe that seller can't make those repairs. So there are there are legitimate reasons why perhaps a VA loan isn't on the table for consideration, mm-hmm. but when you go out to, and see a home that's in good condition and and isn't probably going to need anything. It doesn't. I always scratch my head. I don't understand why you're leaving a whole segment of buyers out of uh, out of the chance to right. possibly bring an offer. Why would you do that? I, I don't quite understand that mentality. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's something that we we continue to deal with. Let's talk about um, who can get a VA loan. Sure. So so uh, any eligible veteran. Uh, that is 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 going to uh, upon discharge the military receive a certificate of eligibility. And I say upon discharge in the military, but uh, you don't have to be discharged in the military. Folks that are active duty uh, are also eligible for VA financing. What about uh, National Guards or reserves? Uh, there's some stipulations surrounding those, but they can uh, still qualify. Yes, yes, yes. Reserves get into a little bit different thing because they don't have the, the you know the, the full term sure. uh, enlistment, but uh, also. Uh, uh, Spouses of veterans that have passed and have passed by reason of uh, uh, service-related death. So if they were killed in service or if they died because of a condition that uh, that they obtained while they were in service, then that 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 spouse is eligible for the VA financing also. Okay, mm-hmm. there are there obviously are qualifications, eligibility requirements for each of those that could qualify for a VA loan. But if they meet those requirements, um, do they have to apply for a certificate of eligibility? And does that certificate of eligibility tell them how much they they qualify for, or is that just hey, here it is? Take this to a lender, figure mm-hmm. out how much you qualify for. Yeah. So the certificate of eligibility uh, is – is they don't have to apply for it. Uh, it's available online. Uh, we as lenders uh, can obtain that for a veteran or a veteran can obtain it themselves. It's not hard at all. Once they have their DD-214, which is a document that they receive upon discharge from the service, uh, all the information is there for them to order it. And you can get it in real time. So what that what that certificate uh, indicates is a couple things. Number one, it'll, it'll indicate what's called the amount of entitlement. And it'll also indicate if, uh, if, a, if a veteran is exempt from paying a funding fee, which is kind of the VA version of PMI but frankly, in a much more favorable fashion. Um, What it doesn't do is it doesn't say how much the veteran qualifies for because there's still the aspect of, well, what's the veteran make? What's their debt load? Uh, What's their their credit? Uh, Kind of of the the overarching uh, thing that the the VA wants to avoid uh, with with VA loans is they don't want to do anything that's going to get a veteran into financial trouble. And so if a loan does have to be denied for a veteran, that, that's generally the reason why. You know, it's the conclusion this loan is not going to help this individual. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause more harm than good. So the veteran shows up with you, mm-hmm. uh, gets pre-qualified. Now what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you that uh, you know, one one of the things we do at Ross Mortgage, and every lender should do this. We we really try to to be uh, uh, very loud advocates of of how veterans are treated and making sure they're treated properly. Uh, but uh, some lenders botch this, and they may botch it because they don't do uh, a reasonable volume of these loans. But the very first thing that that we ask for from that veteran is that certificate of eligibility, uh, because unfortunately, what a lot of lenders will do is that they'll do the standard qualifying 
buying steps. What's the income? What's the credit? What's the liabilities? They'll issue the pre-approval letter. And then that veteran goes to make an offer on a house. Well, then in the, in the, in the, in the stream of processing, then there's a request for the certificate of eligibility. And then there's a problem because either, either they're not eligible or there's, uh, uh, you know, a variety of reasons that can cause them to, to not be, uh, not, not, they, they can't, they're not eligible to get that certificate of eligibility. Uh, and, and everything stops and everything stops. So the first thing we do is we ask for that certificate of eligibility or we obtain it for the veteran. Okay. What are the benefits of a VA loan to mm-hmm. a veteran? Sure. Well, a, a few things. Number one, as we talked about earlier, it's a zero zero down payment option if that's what the veteran wants to do. Um, the other thing is that uh, the interest rates are competitive, uh, plain old vanilla, 30-year fixed rate loan, no unusual hooks or twists or turn to the financing. The closing costs are actually a little bit lower uh, than the conventional loan and FHA loan brethren. And, uh, and and a couple other things. It can be used more than once. It's not just a one-and-done type of financing. And it can be used for a refinance if a veteran wants to refinance a home, whether or not they bought the home using a VA loan. And also, too— uh, Hang on. Sure. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So can they cash out refi? Yes. And how much— up to what point can they cash out refi? Mm-hmm. So on a conventional loan, right, uh, there's a there's a threshold that mm-hmm. you'll only cash out refi to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. How, how does that work on a VA loan? VA financing is 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 eligible for up to 100% of the appraised value of the home. Wow. So, so you could do a cash out refi VA and take up to 100% of its value out to plug back into the house. Yes, yes. Recent rule changes on that because sadly – there were lenders out there that abused that and took advantage of uh, of that fact and and did uh, this quick and sometimes unnecessary financing for veterans. And so we have to truly demonstrate uh, number one that there's a need and number two that there is a genuine documental documentable benefit to the veteran before we're allowed to close those types of transactions. Is there a prepayment penalty for paying off the loan early? No, none whatsoever. They can they can pay ahead. They can pay off early. Uh, the mechanics of that are just like a conventional or an FHA loan. Let's talk about closing costs mm-hmm. uh, for a VA loan, mm-hmm. um, allowables, non-allowables mm-hmm. for a veteran. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, the, the good news is is that putting them side by side, a lender uh, should be able to offer a more attractive closing cost package on a VA loan compared to other things. Um, unfortunately, again, uh, sometimes veterans are taken advantage of by lenders and, and we see closing statements where those fees are higher than they should be. And that, that that's a, that's real travesty. That, that should never happen. Um, you know, what, what VA wants lenders to do is, is charge fees that are reasonable and customary. Uh, and so that's, that's absolutely what we do at Ross Mortgage. Uh, if we, if we don't need to charge something, for instance, you know, we're paying an appraiser because the appraisal has to get done. We're paying a title company because a title company has to be done. But there's no, there's no fluff or added cost to those types of loans. So origination fees, admin fees, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you guys aren't adding that kind of stuff. We do not. No, we do not. But uh, you bring up a good point, John, because, uh, it's not VA that establishes either the interest rate or the closing costs. So just with like with any other type of financing, uh, I would encourage any veteran to shop around and compare those terms from lender to lender. Uh, you know, sometimes there's that misperception. Well, these are the fees. They look high, but it's a VA loan. So it is what it is. And that's not true. You can, you can just as, just as easily competitively shop for that type of financing as you can with any other type of loan. 
So pretty much standard on every VA loan uh, closing cost mm-hmm. is the funding fee. Mm-hmm. And talk about that and how it varies based on the type of service. Uh, if, if you're a National Guard, if mm-hmm. you're in the reserves, if you're active duty, how that can change a little bit uh, the percentage for the funding fee or down payment, right? Right. Well, yeah, and and you know that can we we could we could spend an hour on that easy, and so so we you know I don't want to dive too too deep in the mechanics of that, but but there are a couple things. What really changes that most is whether it's a what we call a subsequent use of their VA benefit, um, uh, and if it's uh, if it's a refinance. And also, too, if the veteran has any VA-related disability. Uh, so backing up a bit, the funding fee, as I mentioned before, is kind of VA's version of PMI. Uh, there's an amount that for most transactions, it's 2.15% of the loan amount uh, that is financed into the loan so the veteran doesn't pay anything out of pocket. And then that money is just put into a pool managed by VA, and they use that to help offset uh, the costs of default when a loan does go into default. Unlike PMI, there is no monthly charge uh, to the veteran for that. So comparing them side by side, it's going to have a lower monthly payment than other low down payment variants such as FHA or like a conventional first time home buyer. Um, so uh, to your point, uh, you know, there can be differences depending on um, uh, the type of service that the veteran had, uh, but it's really more so whether it's a subsequent use and if the, if the veteran has any VA related disability. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The vet's now pre-approved. Mm-hmm. They went to Ross Morris. They sat down with you, figured out how much they could afford. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm out there showing them houses and uh, come across the house that they love. We put an offer in. It gets accepted. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about um, minimum property requirements mm-hmm. and really why it's important that their realtor – be familiar with things that a VA appraiser are, are generally looking for mm-hmm. um, that could be repair items and uh, um, and really informing the veteran ahead of time mm-hmm. and, and trying to anticipate those costs. It, it becomes very valuable. You know, I've been on both sides of this mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll receive addendums with uh, repair requirement that for the seller to cover the first thousand dollars and and I'll make a phone call and say, what is this thousand dollars for? Because right. there's nothing wrong with this mm-hmm. house that I well, you know, we just want to cover a base. Uh, okay, yeah. but you make the you make your clients offer less attractive by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, when because you know as a, as an experienced listing agent, I'm not going to put VA as a term of acceptance if there are repairs needed that the sure. seller is not willing to make. Mm-hmm. And obviously on the other side of that, as a buyer agent, you've got to be aware of that because there are listing agents that put VA and FHA in terms accepted. Right. We go look at a house and I say to my client, there's no way. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. has this wrong and this wrong. And I know that the appraiser is going to call this out. And so I have to have a conversation with the listing agent are you aware of these issues that are going on with the house? Is your seller right. going to be willing to fix these? And if the answer is, oh, yeah, my, my seller is absolutely on board with fixing that, hey, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, if my client loves the house, we're going to write it up, uh, VA, with the idea that they're going to take care of it and obviously put some protections in the contract. Sure. Um, 
And if not, then we move on. But having an experienced agent and an experienced lender mm-hmm. who who kind of look out for those things is very important to protect the veteran. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And it's about dispelling myths and, and, and managing the transaction in a way just like you described, John. And it's a shame more real estate agents don't do it that way. Um, there, there is a misperception that says this house must be perfect if I'm going to right. uh, finance this using a VA loan. And that is not true. You, you said something important and that is minimum property requirements. And it's just that. It's the minimum property requirements. And what I like to tell folks is that you know, chances are – if something is flagged by a VA appraiser on a property, it's probably something that you or your inspector flagged as well. Uh, they, I will tell you that they do not get nitpicky with these kind of things. It's safety, structural, and health-related concerns. It is a government-backed loan. So so it is It is going to have that list of things that must be done. Probably the one thing that's a departure on government-backed loan is uh, lead-based paint. Uh, problems on homes built prior to 1978. So if you have a home where the where the exterior paint is is flaking or damaged or cracking, uh, uh, any type of of uh, government financing, including VA, you're going to want that scraped up and cleaned off. And on one hand, folks might think, oh, that's a picky thing that's tied to a government loan. And the reality is, no, that's hazardous paint. I mean, that that's a genuine <laughs> that's a genuine risk there. That's right. That, that somebody should be taken care of, even if paying cash for the darn thing. Um, you know, that that's a little kids, they just pick up things and they put them in their mouth. And and that's where the lead poisoning problems can happen, or they like to nibble on that windowsill. And so it's a very real thing. It's not a government, that, you know, right? That's what they do. And, and that's that's really how a nibble. lot of the poisoning can take place. But uh, so, so, but beyond that, you know, they're just going to look for things, in my opinion, that are probably going to be known and obvious to an experienced real estate agent long before the VA appraiser gets there. Um, the valuation process. Do you want, you want to go into that next? On the, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Let's do that. So another myth is that a VA appraiser is going to approach the valuation of the property entirely different. They absolutely do not. They don't. The methodology is the same. The way they look at comps is the same. It is just the same. It is not a substandard or, or less desirable form of appraisal. In fact, there's a there's an important part that is more beneficial on a VA appraisal uh, compared to other appraisals. So uh, as we know, being in the business, John, one of the one of the tough things that happens is when a property appraises for lower than expected. That's right. Um, it just ruins everybody's day. Um, it, on a VA loan, well, I'll back up a step. On other types of financing, when do we find out about the low appraisal? After it's gone to print. Right. And the appraiser's gotten his money. He's moved on to the next assignment. He's done. Getting those appraisals changed with the reconsideration of value, it's extremely oh, difficult goodness and gracious. rare. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we were talking about this prior mm-hmm. and simply you have two actions, right? Mm-hmm. You, you put together a, a rebuttal and send it to the lender and you're trying to do one of two things. First is get the appraiser to change his mind mm-hmm. and change the value, which rarely happens, yeah, but it has mm-hmm. happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. And obviously the second thing is if there's egregious errors in that appraisal, point it out boldly so that when it comes across you, the lender's desk, mm-hmm. you can say, wow, okay, maybe we need to order a new appraisal. There's quite a few errors right. on here. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. That that's all you got. Or you, right. you switch lenders and and pay for another appraisal and hope that it comes and in hope. differently. Right. right? Yeah. That's that's all you have at your disposal. But talk about VA and why it's different and 
and gosh, why it can be a game changer. It's huge. It's huge. And and so here's what happens. Uh, we get a gift on the VA loans that we don't get on other types of transactions. So when the appraiser is doing his job uh, and he's collecting his data, uh, he's going to start to conclude whether or not he's going to be able to appraise his property for sufficient uh, value. If he feels like he can't, he's going to invoke what is called the Tidewater Provision. And what the Tidewater Provision is, is that it's an alert. It's an alert to the lender and to the real estate professional involved in the transaction that says, I don't have the data necessary to support the value that you're looking for on this transaction. And at that point in time, you know, we now have 48 hours to put our heads together and say, well, how, how was the value supported in the first place? Here's the comps. Here's something to know. Uh, here's why we think it works. And then that's submitted to the appraiser and it might solve his problem. He might, uh, you know, he, you might be giving him a comp that he didn't consider. Uh, he, the, there's just a variety of things that can help that. And it happens before the appraisal goes to print. And that's huge. And that's huge. Um, appraisers are just loath to change the appraisal once it goes to print. And so Tidewater is a huge benefit on a VA transaction. It's a game changer. It is. Yeah. Uh, I just had uh, another agent in my office do exactly this. Okay. Uh, the they said to they sent him an email and said, "Here's the appraisal. Here's where the value came in. Here's your opportunity to upload three comparables mm-hmm. and explain why you're assigning values, and you can you can change and 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 figure out." Well, this has this. It's a it's an improvement of fifteen thousand dollars. It's a plus, mm-hmm. and this one has doesn't have this that the, the subject house does. So it's a minus. Mm-hmm. It's it's really an incredible opportunity for uh, a buyer agent or a listing agent to work hand in hand to get that change in right. value if. If the proof is there, if right. if you have an appraiser who didn't do a good job, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's a it's a nice benefit. It just uh, you, you called it the right thing. It's a game changer on those types of transactions. Um, so we don't inherently see uh, a different type of valuation problem on VA loans than we do conventional or FHA. Uh, so that the appraiser is going to go through the same process. And again, that's another myth that's out there that it's harder for a, a, a VA finance property to appraise. It's just not true. Out of curiosity. You have any idea, just with your own experience, mm-hmm. percentage-wise, VA versus conventional? Um, how many have appraisal issues? You know, I don't have that data, John. Um, and and you know, lenders are going to be a little careful about compiling that kind of thing because if it <laughs> looks like an effort to uh, maybe uh, not have an appraiser do appraisals because of that, well, then that's that's not an appropriate course of action. You know, we can't we you can't, can't blackball an appraiser. <laughs> blackball an no, appraisal, believe really it or not. Can't. Yeah, oh, I wow. know, I know. Not not I'm for value. Kidding. Not I'm for kidding. value. You know, you can you can absolutely do that though if if you go back to those onerous problems. Like you were talking about before, if the guy's just flat out doing a bad job, then you absolutely can do that. He's not—he's not following the rules of engagement with this kind of thing, but uh, not just because of value issues. Yeah, although sometimes we'd like to. But yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure appraisers get earfuls from listing agents yeah. all the time when mm-hmm. there's when there's a value problem, yeah. and uh, and we have a mutual friend who's an appraiser mm-hmm. and uh, have had plenty of conversations with him getting beat up by listing agents <laughs> and screamed at yeah. uh, because the value didn't come in and uh, invariably it's because the house was priced too high yeah, in his case yeah. but but not all the time yeah. um i wanted to switch gears real quick cuz i know we're, we're we're getting short on time i wanted to, you and i talked about this uh, earlier in the week and that's the va condo approval mm-hmm. process yeah. so 
when you have a VA buyer, one of the things that there doesn't seem to be a lot of are, are condominium complexes that are approved for VA. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there always seem to be an aversion by HOAs to go through the process because, oh, my gosh, it's so onerous and, and yeah. time-consuming. And, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to pay thousands of dollars right, to get the right, VA right. approval, and we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the condo approval process for a VA, mm-hmm. how quickly it can be done, and why it's not such a big deal and can really – be done for almost nothing for an association. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, uh, the the cynic in me says that um, when this topic is is, uh, is 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 given to associations, uh, the response is, well, I don't know what I'm going to have to do, but it's probably going to be hard and ugly. And so I'm just not going to do it. And it's not true. So in short, in short, you know, we're basically gathering, uh, the, the, uh, the project documents. So the master deed, the bylaws, the insurance, um, you know, some financials, uh, uh on the, um, on the project and, uh, submitting it to, uh, to VA with an opinion letter, which Ross will do, by the way, on, on behalf of an association. Uh, and then the opinion letter simply says, yep, we reviewed this stuff. We feel it's meeting VA's guidelines. It goes up to VA and, and it's truly a matter of days to get a condo project approved by the Veterans Administration. It is not hard. And, and again, it's all about protecting the veteran, right? And so they're not, uh, you know, there's not a, a crazy list of requirements that the project has to meet. It has to be reasonable. They have to be financially sound. Uh, they can't be excluding anybody when they're selling those units, um, you know, as far as uh, anything that might be deemed discriminatory. Uh, they have to be carrying the right insurance. And uh, it, in the end, it has to be a good investment for the veteran. It is not hard. We work directly with the Veterans Administration uh, to get those condo projects approved. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Those things that you just mentioned. Mentioned. Mm-hmm. Aren't those some of the same things that you're going to be doing on a conventional loan as well? We really are, yeah. Except we, you know, we don't have to send anything to a government entity, but it, it's much of the same thing. Um, and and it, it, any any finance vehicle that is being used to purchase a condominium, we want to have a peek under the hood of that association. You know, because the person buying the unit could be the most financially sound, responsible person uh, that we could hope to be working with. But if the association is 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 not firing on all cylinders, it's going to be a problem. Uh, That's a very nice way of saying the association's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it happens. It happens, especially going into and coming out of the recession. Uh, they were, they were just, they were, you know, they're they just not working properly. And so, otherwise, um, uh, high quality home buyers were being hurt because the association is so ingrained in what happens with the, uh, well, with the appreciation and the future value of the of the unit. Um, one other thing, while I'm thinking about it, because this is important, uh, another myth. Uh, there's there's just not additional cost to the seller. Um, and, and that is something that has been around for a long, long time. Uh, the idea is, well, I, if I'm selling my home to a veteran, I'm going to incur, um, tons of closing costs that I'm not uh, going to incur if I, uh, if I sell otherwise. That is not true. That is not true. Is there anything a seller has to pay for that the, the VA buyer is not allowed to? No. No, 
absolutely not. Um, there, there are things that a veteran can't pay for, but uh, as, as a lender that does a lot of VA loans, we don't have those charges on our list of closing costs. And so it's not something that, uh, that you have to go back to the seller and say, Mr. Seller, you have to pay this. Um, you know, even a lot of lenders will say, oh, you know what, you have to charge this to the seller, we have to charge that to the seller. It's not how it works. You know, for one thing, the seller's not our client, so we can't decide to charge something to a seller. Um, but uh, we can't charge onerous fees that are over and above uh, to the veteran. Uh, and the problem that happens is that an unscrupulous lender will say, well, we're going to charge this. And you're right. The veteran can't pay it, but someone's going to pay it. And then who pays it? It's the seller. Right. Doesn't have to work that way, though. Yeah. Termite inspection. Mm-hmm. There are some lenders mm-hmm. who do VA loans out of state. Mm-hmm. They require a termite inspection here mm-hmm. and say that the buyer can't pay for it. Mm-hmm. It has to be paid for by the seller. Yeah, yeah, that's not true. Uh, there is uh, – if if the – and not to get over complex, if a lender is charging a 1% origination fee on the VA loan, then they cannot charge that and charge a termite inspection to the to the veteran. And that's the case where – the seller would then need to pay it unless somebody else chooses to pay it. Because again, the, the, the loan program doesn't say who has to pay for it. It just says what the veteran can or cannot pay. Um, uh, so you know, the, the veteran can pay that. Um, if the veteran wants to negotiate for the seller to pay that, that's fine too, but they don't have to. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of lenders will tell you that, right? That, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, seller's got to pay it. Some of yeah. the really large ones mm-hmm. who we don't need to mention their names, right. but we, we both know who we're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it's an interesting myth that uh, that I think a lot of sellers and listing agents uh, who, who may have had a bad deal years ago mm-hmm. uh, still advise their seller, well, you know, there's going to – this this VA buyer, you're going to have these costs that you're going to have to pay and right. do this. And it's just such bad misinformation. Yeah. Um, and, and I wish – uh, I, I wish there was a way that we could correct a lot of listing agents' mm-hmm. uh, biases towards VA loans, right, really. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, as you know, Ross does training for that kind of thing. Your agents have attended. Uh, it's just a mission that we uh, that, that's important to us. Um, it is a disservice to that veteran when their offer is considered second rate simply because they're using VA financing. And then we got to, as an industry, you have to find a way to fix that. I'm on board 100. percent It's a total disservice to our uh, our military mm-hmm. who who've served their country and uh, and want to jump into home ownership and to not give them the benefit of the doubt or mm-hmm. help them get a leg up right. uh, by considering a VA loan. Mm-hmm. I think is uh, I think people need to change their way of thinking. On Absolutely, that. And, absolutely. And so I'm glad we had a chance to talk about that today. Right. Um, well, thank you for listening to Avoiding Real Estate Turbulence. If you'd be so kind as to subscribe, review, rate, we appreciate it. Please share with your friends, family, and